And honestly, um, when- this episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to my patrons. They make this podcast possible and also very fun to do because we are able to interact on a private discord where we can talk, discuss topics, and just in general help each other collect the things that we want. So thank you so much to everyone who participates there. I couldn't appreciate you more. With that out of the way, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we collect Pokemon cards and other nerdy things like damn adults. I am your host, Jess, and thank you so much for being here. You know, you hit me up. I was really kind of excited for us to meet just because we're both software engineers. And so I love meeting people in the space that already do the thing. And when she told me that you've been building inventory bots solo, that's like what I've been doing when I've been working on my app, which is obviously different, you know, yeah. kind of different um, than yours, but I thought that was so cool. So I'm guessing, are you, are you a full stack dev? Yeah. So I've, yeah, I've been all <laughs> over the place. Like I've done embedded, I've done mobile, which is its own form of embedded mm-hmm. with less resource, resource constraints than you usually have there. But um, I mean, yeah, the whole thing up and down. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's definitely the life of a full stack. Yes. Um, Wherever I need it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's exactly it. And what's nice too, you can kind of speak to a lot of different things. Um which is really cool. I know, like I haven't been, I've been developing for a while, but moving into the mentality of software engineering is really a different ball game. And I know people have like their own different definitions of like, (laughs) what's the difference between it? I know sometimes people can get kind of dogmatic about things. I mean, as software, we, we always get, you know, dogmatic about something, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a definite mindset. I'm not going to gatekeep either. Like that's, what I don't want to do. Like my degree says software engineering on it. Um, so you could call me that, but like, it's, it's more about what you're doing and yeah, how you approach the problem. Like it's, you, people can go into it and yes, you can program, like you can poke around and do stuff. Like you can set up your MySpace page. I'm dating myself, but like you can do the HTML on your MySpace, on your MySpace <laughs> page or whatever. And you are doing a form of programming there mm-hmm. yeah you add more complexity to it and you put more things together and you build a solution that is useful to somebody using either something you completely built by hand or put other pieces together in a particular way you're solving a problem though and it is a form of engineering in its own right so why do we have to gatekeep like yes you are if you have like test automation and stuff like that to add to the longevity of whatever you're building, then yes, those are engineering practices. But at the end of the day, it's also about the building. So yeah, I don't know. That's my opinion on it. (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely agree. Like uh, 
what what I've heard people like their opinions on, you know, the difference between a dev and an engineer is a dev can do the work and an engineer like stops and kinds of kind of questions it because you know not to not to downplay anything about software and building software but the easiest part is the code the hardest part is maintaining it <laughs> um so you know trying to think ahead on some things but then sometimes you get into you know you fall into the trap where you're over engineering something <laughs> you're trying to accommodate for a problem that might not might not be there in the future yeah. so happens all the time yeah, that's the evolution of this thing as I've built it has actually been pretty interesting because you hear all these things about like in the startup space, whatever startup, <laughs> um, about like, oh, well, make small changes. It's also sort of agile stuff. Um, yeah. But like, it's like make small changes on the business side. It's like be a user, like actually use the thing that you're building mm -hmm. which is something that it's like okay yeah i get it but i didn't until i truly built something that was purpose built for like i built it for myself initially so it's like whenever people say they have problems with it it's like those same things annoy the crap out of me because i use it <laughs> so yeah. when something doesn't hit it's like uh, why because <laughs> if it, it's the which is funny because it it's a problem I created for myself by trying to solve another problem, and by extension, when I expanded it out to make it available basically for everybody, I my initial intent for having created it became like the reason why I created it in the first place. I don't it I created it because I didn't want to have to like spend all of my freaking time like worrying about whether I was going to miss the thing that only shows up five minutes a month like yeah it's out of stock 99 percent of the time am i going to catch it in the five minutes where it actually is available and i that's not a nice way for anybody to have to spend their time so i was like i have this skill set to be able to solve this in some way whether it is the there is no the solution to these kinds of things but mm -hmm. I, I was like i'm pretty sure i should be able to write some software that just monitors these things and then calls me in some way so it started off with like we were in this like a handful of us there were like 20 of us initially like back in november of 2020 i think so the ps5 was still very new at that point yeah. um and i was like kind of interested like in getting one just because and then it eventually just became mostly about the chase it's like I can't get this. It bothers the crap out of me. Now I need to get one. <laughs> um, right. So eventually, like, we were in the spaces that everybody was kind of in at that time. It's like people followed random Twitter accounts, being Discord servers, uh, what have you. And then it was like, this places can get real weird real fast. <laughs> so we, uh, there were like 20 of us who'd like ducked out and had our own Discord server. And then I started to build the monitors myself uh just started off with like small ones like they were running in like browsers it was like tamper monkey scripts <laughs> like running oh, okay. in the browser running in the browser on the actual web page like that was it was not it, like it was not going to scale <laughs> in yeah. any way yeah with the way that i had it initially running which was fine mm -hmm. um but 
the general principles for how the system works now existed then um, in terms of being able to like, okay, well, I don't want this thing to go insane, right? Like I don't want it to, whenever something is in stock, I need it to tell us and then shut up. <laughs> like, right. I don't exactly. want it to come at me like every minute or something because it, it's, it's like, hey, it's still there. It's still there. It's like at the time that wasn't mm. the case, but I had that already in mind where it's like, okay, well, if, if it's still in stock, then don't keep telling me about it. And the system still functions that way even to this day. Um, because if, the, if it's available, you can find it on your own. Like you're mm -hmm. already looking in these places if it's available and you find it and you don't, and you don't need the serve, you don't need the system for that. It's when it's most, of, it's out of stock most of the time. That's where the system becomes useful because you can direct your attention elsewhere to the rest of your life that isn't about whatever it is you're trying to buy. Like there's all, all sorts of stuff being tracked on there now. Just like I've seen a lot of camera equipment lately. Uh, my my mom wants to track like bike parts, um, like like a normal like bicycle, not like a motorcycle, like a yeah. normal. Just okay. like sh special shifters and <laughs> e-bike batteries and stuff that are. I get. I mean, every every vertical has this problem in one way or another. Um, but yeah, it's just like different stuff like that. I think somebody else was like has like car shocks or something. That they're, oh, like, yeah. so like car parts and just anything that it's like i want this it's not there right now i'll just plug it into the system and go about my life until it tells me it's there um which was the whole point but <laughs> what ended up happening was i just shifted the attention away from everybody else to myself when i was initially trying to direct the attention to the system for myself uh -huh. So now in terms of uptime or like making sure the monitors stay healthy and that they, because I've I, my goal has been to have a one minute resolution on everything across the entire system. Like there are priorities in some ways, but for the most part, it's pretty flat um, in terms of hierarchies and everything is just going all the time. How many pings? I mean, I guess like when 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 a monitor, you know, presses play when, when it starts how many i mean i guess in total how many um things are you monitoring across that entire so, app i think right now across all of the like domains that we're monitoring like all the retailers that we're monitoring is probably close to twenty thousand. holy shit wow and and yeah. how many what's the time interval between um between pings i guess i don't know what else to call it yeah, so I, I had I built like a telemetry system to see like every time a data point comes in, there's a heartbeat that's created, or like a, it's I call it a heartbeat, but it's basically just a timestamp that says this is the last time that this thing was checked. Uh -huh. And then I have a, a telemetry system that crunches the numbers on all of that, so I can see like what is the average, like what's the average monitoring time for every single listing at this retailer that is monitored. What's the average time? What is the um, what percentage of them are outside of my acceptable boundary? Um, in and I can use those two things to determine the overall health of like the monitors to determine whether they just need cycled. Because sometimes they get like <laughs> there's a lot going on, so sometimes they 
just need cycled and then they they're fine. But mm-hmm. I have it like it's basically self monitoring, self healing for the most part at this point. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I, and all of this just this evolution came out of necessity. Like every last little thing that I've added to the system has been incremental. I didn't have like that particular end goal in mind. Like that's what's been very different with building this than most of the other stuff that I've worked on. Cause I am a, like, I'm a contractor by like, that's my day job. Like I'm VP of delivery at a software services company. So that's like, we have a bunch of projects and people come in with they like they come in with preconceived notions most of the time about how they want it to work. Whereas with this, it's like, okay, I needed to do this right now. And it's like, okay, well, I can make it do this a little better. So people early on were like, can you stop like, because the Amazon algorithms for pricing, for example, like Amazon warehouse, whenever something pops up on Amazon warehouse, that price isn't set by a person. It's set by an algorithm based on a lot of factors. Some, one of which is availability. (laughs) And there is no availability for stuff like PlayStation 5. So even to this day, you will have, it's calmed down a lot. Um, on the U.S. side, but overseas and in Canada, the PS5 pricing for where for Amazon Warehouse is obscene. Like uh, it'll be like a thousand Canadian dollars or something for a PS5 on Amazon Warehouse mm-hmm. in Canada, and people would be like, "Can you not like ping on this because the price is ridiculous?" I'm like, "This is like." It's an availability tracking system. I wanted to track, I wanted to do availability well. And I wanted, like, I wanted to do that one thing well first. And then eventually I was like, okay, well, I kind of do want to see the prices when this stuff comes in now. So I started to slowly add prices across the platform. Um, The posts in Discord didn't look that pretty. So I started to bring in images. Um, Like, so I started to incrementally add bits and pieces like that um, to, to add more metadata to it like uh, and that incremental adding of things has made it so that i could like i took like three it took me like three hours to add a price drop trigger to the entire platform because it has been like because of the way it's built like it's just a decision point it's a go no go like it, it has it gone out of stock since the last time we posted go and now okay. it's if it hasn't gone out of stock, has the price gone down? So it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's how yeah. It, it's been. It's been cleaner to make those changes. Like it's still scary because I've got twenty thousand data points a minute coming into the system that could very easily just like explode things, and it's happened. <laughs> Um, does it do you store that indefinitely or do you um, just keep it i tried to you keep it temporarily yeah it's way too much it's like uh well it was it ended up being way too much because i had an issue that would cause listings to be marked as out of stock out of stock sooner than i actually wanted them to be stored as out of stock so it's they it was toggling states too quickly um okay but i fixed i actually only fixed that problem like a month ago, month and a half ago. It's existed in the system for most of its existence. But that, <laughs> yeah, you'll actually, you'll love this. So 
we end we end up with some of the weirdest software issues when you run into a resource constraint like you run up against a memory limit you run up against a disk space limit just stuff like that right so when the redis database that most of this operates out of ran out of space uh -oh. uh, what ends up happening is it can't store the states that allow it to not trigger again oh which is bad in a system like this so what would happen is it would hit it would hit its limit in resource utilization and then it would just go insane like it would just <laughs> ping the same like you get this like pings for the same things within like a thousand milliseconds of each other and it just it would just flood things and of course this happens at 1 a.m when I, I was about it. to ask, like, like, when did you get the notification? Either when you were dead ass asleep or when you're in, like, on a client call in the middle of the day when you can't yeah. do anything about it. Well, for me, unfortunately, I didn't have anything that I had been monitoring that had entered this state because it had to have been something that at the point where it ran out of memory, it had to have been out of stock and then gone into stock at the time because it couldn't it couldn't store the states that let the cooldowns uh go into place for the various publishing channels like there's a, there's cooldowns for like like posting to twitter and posting to discord and sending notifications to people um so yeah i mean even that's actually something else that i learned from doing this system um was the bootstrapping process was interesting because I didn't have an app for a long time. I only launched the app in February. Um, I had a really bad website for a while. Uh, just like it was comically like just not designed because that's not my thing. Um, mm -hmm. I know, yeah, I know where my strengths are, and design isn't really one of them. I managed to do an okay job on the app. That was that was me as well. But the front end design is that what yes. you're? Yeah, exactly. Look, I'm just happy that you gave like dark mode that's i run everything in dark <laughs> that's mode so that's about. just my preference personally like yeah, yeah. i i, yeah, no, I just I, like i look at it and i'm just like i, I feel like anyways it's yeah. too much it's too bright <laughs> yeah i don't want it i just don't need the eye strain <laughs> uh -huh. but yeah that's, so that's crazy yeah i didn't have an app so how like the where were the notifications go right so i was using an app right. called pushover for a long time which is a, i mean it's a service that is general purpose so i'd have like it's like i would just tell people okay well install pushover put your pushover key in here and it'll notify you whenever it's available and it proved the concept well enough on its own it got to the point where like pushover tracks metrics that I myself should be tracking because they sound good. Um, but like in November or December, I sent a million notifications that month. So, oh my God. Yeah. That's the insane. Problem, the problem with pushover is it costs on my end. So yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. It's gotten to the point now where I need the app because it literally will save me money every month to have the app. So. Right. In addition to just like using the website, it just didn't feel good. And it's a it's a mobile solution. It should have a mobile front end. 
that people can interact with how they're expecting to interact with a system like this. So, yeah. And I mean, it, it makes, it makes sense too, from a user perspective, just because, you know, time is of the essence when you get that notification. So you're going to respond more quickly when you have your phone. I mean, even though we are on desktop, but it's just, it just feels more accessible that way. So I, I think it's a good move on your part. I mean, going from a web solution to a mobile solution, I mean, how long did that kind of take you? Because uh, I'm so guessing I you have, did that. You spent that time in 2021, right? Yeah, so I started, so I think I officially like launched the notification system side of things in like March of 2021. So about a year ago, or it was probably February. I don't, the Discord server hit its one year anniversary like five <laughs> days ago, I think, or something like that. So it's the only reason that I remember That's that. That's awesome. Um, but the having the app wasn't that hard. It wasn't that hard to get it set up. Like I think I only spent like three weeks building the app because I had all the APIs already. Mm -hmm. um, so the the website was a client of the back. So that part of it was already in place. Um, it was like a single page app. It's a Vue.js application that. Yeah. That, so yeah. it makes all of its calls to the API. The website is itself a client of the API. So all I needed to do was create a new client. Um, so that's it's oversimplifying things, but that's <laughs> yeah. That's ultimately what it came down to. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I mean, it's. I mean, you see what it is today. Uh, it's, I mean, it started off like I wanted to, like I said, I was a user of the system. So there were things that I wanted it to be able to do. I wanted to cut out as many steps as possible. So certain retailers, Amazon in particular, have like Amazon, Walmart, um, who else has them? Like cart, add to cart links. Um, yeah. So if there is one of those available, like I wanted the system, like I don't want you to have to screw around with that. Like the system is going to take you directly to that add to cart link. Um, if it's available, which for Walmart, the experience works pretty well for that. Amazon, it's bad. <laughs> um, they recently, cart links for Amazon used to, they would launch into the app and then it'd be like, I don't know how to handle this deep link. So I'm going to relaunch you into the website. Um, but now cart links are handled by the app, but you have no way to retry. Whereas on the website, you can just sit there and refresh the cart link until you are actually able to see the offer and then you can add to cart. And if it fails to add to cart, you just go back and tap it again and you just go through the cycle over and over again. Um, but in the app, you don't have a way to do that. So I, it's a problem that I need to kind of figure out a way around because I do like it as a solution, but it's also kind of not usable so much anymore because Amazon's been changing things around. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And so is GameSpot. GameStop's been changing a lot of stuff recently too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely agree with that. And I mean, you know, just because, I mean, obviously, you know, you're a collector, you buy things, you want to be able to get things at MSRP, which, you yeah, know, that's the goal. Like, right. That's the goal. Um, yeah. And that's why I only trigger on, sorry, I was just going to say, that's the other reason I only trigger on like the actual retailers. Like, mm -hmm. Target is a marketplace now. Walmart's a marketplace. Amazon's obviously a marketplace. Like there's our third party sellers there. And I'm sure yeah. that a lot of them are fine, but I didn't want to sift through that. Like, I just want to know, is it available from Amazon? I know Amazon's policies 
I only want to know if Amazon is selling it or if Walmart is selling it or Target. So that's that right. is the default for the system is right. to only notify you when the actual retailer is selling it. And that's nice that you can differentiate that because sometimes on like Target, if you're on their app, you can't always tell the difference. And, yeah. or sometimes you kind of have to dig through the listing to figure it out. Cause I don't really like to buy from, you know, third parties either. If I'm on that app, like I'm looking for target things yeah, cause exactly. I trust it. And you know, I don't know. I just don't even want to get into that. It's a trust thing. Yeah, it, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I mean, you know, as far as like the app goes, what kind of motivated you to build your own version of what like, uh, you know, the other competitors that are out there. And I, I can't even, I can't even think of any of their names. Like, were they not offering what you needed at that time when you were trying to, you know, trade the PS5? So Hotstock was the one that was around at that time. They're still around. Yeah, um, that's the one. But I was like, I could, it you felt could like I better. could, I felt like I could do it better. Uh, <laughs> and I think I have, uh, you um, I'll get back to the. I have, there's a funny story <laughs> about the about the app and and possibly hot stock. It's a conspiracy theory, but we'll see. Ooh, um, but <laughs> like I, I knew that I could solve it, and I, it was an interesting scaling problem for me. Um, like I, <laughs> the majority of the monitoring that happens happens on two residential nodes like those the majority of those twenty thousand data points that mm -hmm. i get a minute are on are on a residential internet connection so i'm not even like i have a small like cloud fingerprint but that's mostly just because i need a web server that's accessible mm -hmm. on the internet. um the majority of the monitoring happens here literally you're just sitting right here. You have a Raspberry Pi. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just no. joking. I mean, I, I, I could add a Raspberry <laughs> Pi to my Kubernetes network if I wanted to. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, but that's, it was an interesting scaling problem to me. So I was like, I feel like I can do this. Um, and it has, like, I've had to make things smaller and smaller over time because running, <laughs> running 20,000 Chrome browsers. I don't, you need an entire AWS data center to be able to do that. You really do. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, Chrome's notorious for that. I think mm -hmm. everybody can relate to that regardless of whether the, what their like tech savviness is. Um, but like, I felt like I could solve it. Um, and I just, just been like adding more and more like monitors over time. I'm probably going to be adding REI and backcountry soon oh okay um, just because the, like, like i said my mom wanted to track those that's right bike, those bike bike parts. Parts. <laughs> so i was like was, wow there's a need for that like what's going on there <laughs> i don't i don't know honestly i'm sure like again it's more about like if it becomes like one it's of the guys helpful. one of the yeah. guys in the discourse server was he like cargo shorts popped up on the Amazon channel, and I was like, "Who the heck could track cargo shorts?" And he was like, "Hey, I got these." <laughs> I was like, "They're never in stock." I was like, "Oh, okay, that works." Like that's what it is. It it could be something as difficult to get as PS Five, and something as mundane as some shorts that weren't in stock when you were thinking about it. So you just set it up 
and then when they actually become available again, it'll just tell you when you buy them, and then you just it was it was a sixty second activity instead of something that draws from your attention all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's and the system's not perfect. Like the the friggin' oh crap, the friggin' Fortnite cards at Panini. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't go off for those. It you mine didn't asked, go off either. I well no, it didn't go off at all. I asked because I asked oh. Yaya about it the day after because I know you were interested in them. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, did this go off? And she's like, no. I was like, well, crap. So I went and literally looked that day. It has to do with how they do their coming soon thing with the countdown. They never turn off coming soon. So it's always in that state. I expected coming soon to go away because it's not coming soon. It's here now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seemed like a reasonable assumption at the time, but obviously wasn't. But the I'm, very next I'm day after I, after I fixed that problem, the UFC cards went online what, right, when they, right when they were supposed to. So I think I've licked that problem. That's um, good. <laughs> but today, today has become trying to chase the the mega box and the blasters of the Fortnite cards at target. And like 20 minutes before we got on here, yeah, yeah. 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 I managed to get one. So go, go you, go you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's (laughs) awesome. Because like I, I was literally looking at it earlier today. I only saw the blaster boxes. They're still there. They're just hanging out. I'm, you know, like if they are still there next week and being stragglers, I might get them. But, you know, I just bought like, I don't know, eight or 10 like aftermarket mega boxes, you know, for anywhere between like 70 to 100 bucks a piece. And it's just frustrating because I'm like, how the hell are these guys finding them? Like I'm going to Target. I'm, I'm like physically going to multiple locations, you know, every so often just to kind of see what's up. Yeah. And I don't even see them hit the shelves. There's not even a spot for them. And it's just annoying that I have. Yeah, to that's so the much. thing. I don't yeah. know how, and I'm sure that all the retailers have different policies on what they actually expose in terms of like, in-store availability for certain things mm-hmm. like i don't know because i haven't heard of like huge success people using the local monitors to for target or for walmart um with like setting up those cards for their zip code i haven't yeah. heard of like a lot of success for that just because i don't know if they actually expose that they have in-store availability for certain things like that um but yeah and it seems like it was it might have been online only which which you know to be honest i didn't quite i couldn't even find the the actual listing for the mega box i was just going based off the blaster box and that's uh kind of yeah, something to, the search. exactly and and like um i saw it too for the kamigawa um i bought a few kamigawa bundles um the magic the gathering from target and first off it it took weeks for them to actually ship it but i only saw those things available online and to your point again i didn't see anything listed for you know their local so i mean i ended up having some because people are really sleeping on it um in target but you know yeah the magic stuff is always hanging out there it's always like like you have you'll have like hoops that are there um yeah apparently those are less desirable i can't speak to that person here um but yeah yeah, yeah. It, that that's yeah I, I don't know too much about hoops either but yeah always it's always magic for these past several sets um 
like maybe at least a year or two like the pokemon is all gone but then all the magic is right there and it just looks so pitiful but i mean i've been liking the last few sets like crimson bow and and kamigawa so you know i'm like well okay i'll, I'll grab some of this stuff this isn't really like even the best stuff like Honestly, at the end of the day, if you want to get the best stuff, you have to get the collector boxes. Okay. And they only sell like retail wise, um, unless you can get it from someone who, um, you know, uh, works with distributors. Uh, you can't at like the local box retailer stores get the collector box sets. You have to get like the one pack like box and it's like 26 to $30 depending on where you buy it, which is just pitiful. Um, but you can buy them on Amazon. I saw that they still had some, but the MSRP on those is like 270 bucks, something like that, wow. which is so astronomical, but you know, they know I mean, people that's where it. they put the good stuff. It's, it's the only place where you can get the really good stuff. So, well, they started inserting parallels into the magic, magic card stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've only seen that so far in the secret layer sets, which is just something that you order on their website. Okay. Um, and it's like a, it's like a pre-order thing. It's a, it's a, they'll print to demand. So if they get 4,000 okay. orders, they'll print 4,000 for that particular set. And it's only available during a, a time frame. Yeah. yeah. Tops does the same yeah. thing with their tops on demand stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I haven't bought too much of the tops um, stuff, but that makes sense. They're trying to, I mean, I don't know how long they've been doing it for, but um, at least for Magic, it seemed to be working well for them. And they've been doing it for the past few years now. So I don't know if Top's been doing this similar thing for that long, but. Yeah, I don't. I can't speak to that. I only just recently like got into this stuff. Um, some of it was, again, just like the chase, but I started with, like, I had, I like the Top's, like, Bundesliga Chrome stuff just because I, I follow bundesliga for mm -hmm. no, which is weird um i mean it's not weird i lived in i was in germany for a few months um in 2019 that was the year before the world imploded right 2019 yeah okay yeah, yeah. the summer <laughs> before everything went terribly um i was there for three months um and then started watching bundesliga when i got back um strangely enough to empty stadiums so i've only just recently started watching soccer matches with fans in the stadiums which is just strange i'm sure but it's all context but the so i have some of the like hobby boxes for the bundesliga stuff and i'm now like trying to i have the numbered like i have all the numbered cards in order in the binders now <laughs> so awesome. i'm like and now that's there's awesome. holes and i'm like oh Aww. crap what what problem did i well yeah. yeah exactly what problem did i create for myself <laughs> By by doing it this way, do it all the time. I do it all the time. I create so many problems for myself. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like uh -huh. and and even being and even being someone who knows how to build web apps too, I I also create problems for myself from the perspective of like similar to why you bought the inventory bot. Like you're thinking of things that you want or things that you need and things that are already out there, and you're like, I could build that. Like I can just do that. And and then myself. so you, yeah. And then so you you you, you know, it's just another fucking project that you got to do. And it's a problem it, for me. It's a problem because I 
I build everything, but I don't have the time for it. And so that is, that is definitely a downfall of mine, but you know, you can't, I don't know. I can't, I can't stop it. I can't stop it. Once you hit on that one thing, it becomes self-limiting. I can speak to that. (laughs) Like I can't work on anything else. Yeah. Like I, and it's just another testament to like the stuff that I'm apparently allowed to do that I, I'm not sure that I should be allowed to do. Like nobody, oh. who, who gave who gave me permission to like have payroll? Like, <laughs> I, I I don't know how any of that works. Like I pay for a service that hand like I can do payroll in a few clicks, but like I have the resp- I have that responsibility. It's like who who let me do that? Right. Walk. Like who gave you the keys? Yeah. You know? just, there's like small little things like that with with doing this and building this business it's become a business it's not a project and i'm kind of starting to finally like wrap my head around that like (laughs) truly wrap my head around that because it's like okay well it's time for me to make moves now and it's time for me to stop like i i have about 500 subscribers across the entire platform that includes the discord server like the paid discord server thing wow um and i do no marketing at all like there's just people just don't pretty much don't know it exists unless they happen across my twitter pages which in terms of like twitter there's like inventory monitors or whatever you want to call them like people who track this stuff like they're all over twitter um (laughs) and probably a lot of them like rely on systems like mine that are just i just like it just publishes the stuff out there now everything in twitter to twitter's delayed like 45 seconds or something like that um, just, which I'm sure just made Twitter 45 seconds slower. <laughs> like, so, cause there are, I, I guarantee, I know for a fact that there were, there were people who were just like, they'd follow me and then they would, whenever I would go off, they would go to their 80,000 or 70 or whatever thousand followers, just replace their affiliate details and then just post it themselves with like no attribution or what have you. So that I mostly just got off Twitter because I didn't feel like dealing with that. Like, so the system still posts to Twitter. I just don't spend a whole lot of time on there because uh, mm-hmm. Twitter can be Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, it's a place. So, it's a place <laughs> it, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a place. It can be so then, good and bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I'm. I'm definitely. I do not spend time on Twitter um, at all which maybe I should for a few things, but, um, you know, one thing that I was going to ask you is, you know, okay, so now this has moved from a project to a business. Uh, what, what is the next step for you? Are you, I mean, this sounds like a bootstrap project. Yeah. Like, are you wanting to go all the way and just like kind of, you know, sell and dip out or like, you know, what does that look for you? I've thought about it. Um, like I had, I had like weird, weird is maybe not the right word for it. Like unexpected, like offers at the beginning of this whole thing. Like there was one particular, like we haven't even touched on buy bots. It's the other whole reason I built this. Um, uh, we can come back to the buy bots. We then. can come back to the buy bots. <laughs> I have opinions. Um, <laughs> Same. Yeah. Uh, so the a buy bot company, like one of the one of the ones who 
is fairly prominent. I don't know how much market they have. They're not like, they aren't the one that people usually think of, but he like, he sent me a DM and offered to like buy my system. I think because they, at that time they were expect, they were uh, experiencing a technical issue where either they like, maybe they lost access to their, one of their like proxy providers or like they, they were probably just getting blocked or something and weren't able to actually get through to do what they needed to do to do their buy bot things. <laughs> um, and they, and I, they didn't want to hire the people to solve the problem. I don't know how, yeah. I mean, they were, uh, it, they wanted to buy the actual system. It didn't sound to me like they intended to do like an aqua hire, mm -hmm. uh, which I wouldn't have done anyway, because uh, again, it was, there were, in addition to just like the productivity reasons why, and just like regaining my attention that I started doing this, um, there were also principled reasons, which was, it's like, I did not know, like I understood in practice how, like, or in theory, how it's like, yes, you could automate, you can automate websites. It's not that hard. Um, so you could theoretically automate a checkout process and to do that at scale in a way where you have that it's, it is a collection of, a, or a concentration of power in a way that is not being used in a way that benefits the majority of people right now. It doesn't have to be that way, but that's the way it is right now. So again, it's an instance of technology, like the technology isn't bad. How it is being used is the problem. Right. And the way that it's, it's concentrated power into like the scalpers basically is is pretty much what it was so it was like the world of scalpers and buy bots and stuff that i hadn't been exposed to before like i didn't know what any of this stuff was when i started and i was like that's messed up like that it's like he's it really trying, is. he's trying to buy a playstation 5 for his kid let him do that without having to pay you 100 percent markup because you run some software that he doesn't have access to or have the technical know-how to set up or what like whatever the reasons it doesn't matter like let people buy this stuff. So I was like, okay, well, I can narrow, like, I can narrow the gap a little bit. I can give people access to information quickly in an actionable way. Like, it will tell you when it's available. Like, not before, like, that happened today. Like, Amazon was released, whatever, PS5 Digital at 11. They say, yeah. they advertised it three days ago that they were going to do it today at 11 a.m. Eastern. Like, I don't want the notification. Let's, just let's tell me a, now, like when it matters. Well, it was just created like a bot smorgasbord, basically. Like there, nobody in the server got any anything today. Um, one of the like largest, one of the largest like Twitter accounts um, that's out there, he, his Amazon affiliate accounts, he cleared 10. He cleared 10 Yo. PS5 digital consoles and he's got tens of thousands of followers. Like that's how bad it was today. It was really bad. Like one of the days last year, um, I, whenever I still had access to that information since Amazon banned me on their affiliate thing, but Ugh. they, yeah, whatever. It was actually a good thing because it, it forced me to do what I wanted to do in the first place, which was to build a business that was not dependent upon affiliate revenue because affiliate revenue is fickle exactly that way. Um, yeah. But I cleared like 500 on a single drop last March. So like 10, <laughs> that's 
that's insane. And yeah, so Amazon created that whole problem for themselves today. But again, they don't care. Yeah. Like the retailers don't care. Yeah. They just want to hold the inventory for as little time as possible and have the payments clear. That's right. what they want. And it's an understandable problem, but it isn't one that they like they don't have an economic incentive to actually do anything about it. So it's like, okay, well, I can narrow the gap in this way where it will call people when it's actually available because there are also retailers that give false indicators all the time. Costco did this for a long time where if you looked, if you monitored the site in a very particular, like in a particular way or in several different ways, it would show up as available, but you couldn't actually cart it. Like it wouldn't work. Huh. So it would be telling you that it's there when That's it's not annoying. actually when it's not truly actionable. So I figured out how to pick it apart in a way where it's like, okay, this specific thing, when this flips, it's actually like you can actually act on it. Um, GameStop is the same way. It's still GameStop still does this because I monitor GameStop in several different ways, some of which are more actionable than others. Um, <laughs> I have to keep yeah. I have to keep playing the cat and mouse game with GameStop because they do a they. In terms of like pain of like monitoring with how often I have to like change my methods with them or like play catch up on like, okay, well, they, I'm, it's getting blocked in this way now. Like GameStop is near the top of the list. Um, Pokemon Center is annoying because I can, I can't hit them at the frequency that I tend to like, but I can solve that problem by just distributing more, like having more independent instances hitting at intervals that are acceptable individually mm, across for, what, for yeah for what pokemon center wants um so that's that's a problem that i've like solved but it's i'd still like to not have to dedicate so many specific resources to it um yeah i don't yeah other other trying to think of other retailers that are painful but it's mostly been games which is GameStop. weird which is actually it's a testament to gamestop because they are actually trying like they have a lot of different they have a lot of different points um their whatever networking they use like on their like on the server side for filtering out requests and blocking people like it works pretty well um having yeah just it's been a lot of red teaming mm -hmm. <laughs> being, on, being on red team is fun being on blue team is never fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like red teaming all of this stuff to figure out, okay, well, I get blocked when I do this. I don't get blocked when I do this. What makes this way special? How can I isolate that? How can I recreate it? How can I, how can I repeat that process in a scalable way so that now all of my stuff can access it in this way that doesn't get blocked until it does get blocked at a network level and then I just move somewhere else? Like, that's that's basically the methodology right. um but it's it's, it's filled <laughs> figuring out how to how to deal with cloudflare how to deal with perimeter x how to deal with all like any other like number of like cloudflare was on the back of my head i'm like ooh, they probably use cloudflare gamestop they probably do it's so good i don't i don't actually you don't know. think so no yeah, yeah i mean i don't know, I, I don't know that we so, can like, tell but <laughs> There are, yeah. I mean, there are ways to tell. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. Like, I know that Panini and Tops use Cloudflare. Uh, Anton Line uses Cloudflare. I'm trying to think of what other ones. Yeah, I mean that. It, it's 
it is an interesting, again, it's an interesting problem because it's constantly changing, which again, mm -hmm. keeps my interest because it's like, that's good. Um, but the, where the heck, how did I end up here? The, <laughs> We were talking about the we were, about bots. Like, I do want to actually yes. touch on this. Like, I, uh -huh. so philosophically, just the way that they're used, I I think because they're inaccessible to most people and they are closed communities, and I mean they work. Like, they're not a guarantee. Like, no, anybody who's but... anybody who's ever tried to run one or rented one or what have you, like, they will tell you it is no guarantee of anything because there is still just as much limited inventory. Like, it doesn't change the amount of inventory that's actually available. It just makes it so that you can let 50 instances try to do it for you in a way that's faster than any human can, if you have the resources to have it do 50. Um, right. But, like, I'm working on some stuff that, like, I, I just want to make this whole process suck less for everybody. <laughs> like, and that's just, that just goes for e-commerce in general. Like, mm -hmm. I want people to be able to use e-commerce websites the way that they're used to using them, which is functionally looking exactly the way they do now, functioning exactly the way they do now, but making sure that the person who's doing it, like the way that you're accessing it and the way that you're executing it or interacting with it is a person, like not some, some software, not some hijack session that is just being reused in a hundred different places. Like, mm -hmm it's a, a person who is sitting there tapping with it on their phone and that they're able to get what they want and move on with their lives. Like, and that's the other thing I've always intended this system to be like transient in somebody's use, like need for it. Like maybe you will just literally delegate all of your monitoring to like, it's like, Oh, this isn't available right now. That's annoying. I do want it. I don't feel like looking for it elsewhere. I'll just add it. And then it'll tell me when it's available. Like, there are people who already use it though. Um, but maybe you'll get the one thing you want and then cancel it and you'll sign up again at Christmas when you need to do whenever you need to you do need the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I want people to I want everyone to be able to use it. Like I I want the soccer moms to be able to go on, download it from the app store, and then just use it. And now I have like I've raised the capabilities of everyone in by giving them access to this information faster. Like that's, that's all it is. It's just like, it's, you just need to know it's there and mm -hmm. when it's there and then you can yeah. go get it. Like this is what like the, the buy bots do this already. They have to monitor themselves. They, they need some kind of trigger. So you just, I'm just giving that information to people. <laughs> instead exactly like, yeah I, I i could probably go i could probably build a buy bot like it for you could retailers and like i have the and you'd make a lot of money to do that I, yeah that's the thing it's it's a pretty lucrative space you can make money but it's like i said there it's, it was a principled there were principled reasons why i wanted to do this as well and if i'm not embodying those principles then what's the point like it doesn't yeah. matter. So I, I want inventory bot to embody the principles that I that like cause it to be created in the first place, which is to be fast and actionable and give information to people. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that that's what I really liked about 
you know, your app and hearing about that, because a lot of the things that we're, you know, encountering now with technology in general is, okay, yes, we can build the thing, but the question is, should we? And that applies to a lot of things, not just in software, but I mean, it just goes to show that software is a powerful thing. It can affect people. And um, that's one of the things that, that I really liked about that. Now, though, you know, obviously building a buy bot would make it even easier for people like me, but yeah, that just so feels weird and wrong. I don't know that that just feels weird. Like if I didn't get it, you know what? I tried, I didn't get it. I guess like that thing, it, the thing is, is like, you can't, I don't know. You, you can't stop scalpers from even getting on your app, right? So no, I mean, they're probably going to be part of the core user base, whether they're whether they're verbal or not, like whether they interact in the community or not. And that's just part of it. And like, <laughs> I've toyed with the idea of putting some sort of like not, so I avoid the term checkout automation because all like, the terms of service for a lot of retailers explicitly forbid checkout automation. It doesn't stop people from doing it. Right. But if I can avoid, if I can avoid running afoul and let, well, it's really actually people using it, right? Like a, avoid having the people using it run afoul of the terms of service of a particular retailer while also sticking to my principles, then I, I should do that. Like, there's not really a reason why when somebody activates a notification that I shouldn't be able to just be like, okay, well, we're going to open the thing and then I'm going to automate their way through the actual point where they just have to go. Like mm -hmm. they tap place order and it's done. And if it's not going to work because like the inventory is no longer there or you just get dogs going to the Amazon cart links, like, and the system, but the system can be like, just refresh the cart links, right? Like it can do those retries for you to get you to the point where it's like, it is actually here. You can act on it if you want to tap the thing, but it's not, it would be running on a phone. If I was doing, if I chose to do that, it would be running on a device. So you're going to have one, you're going to have a single instance and you're still going to have your one chance based on what you, the resources you have available to you. You're not running like 30 cores trying to run like i don't know you're, you're not running some huge system to try to to buy a hundred of these things you're just trying to right. get yours. like so you don't have to pay a scalper yeah yeah exactly and um you know i guess when it comes to like um usage within the app i, I don't know if you're collecting user data <laughs> No, not like really. behavior. Oh, you know, because I want to ask you, can you tell based on, you know, uh, use of your app, what users are more likely to be scalpers or not, which I, I don't know the oh. answer to that question. But, I, you know, that was something that was curious to me. So this kind of goes back to the, this is actually a good tangent. That's a good question, because the <laughs> the conspiracy <laughs> theory thing with Hotstock. Yes. So the around it was like a week or two after we launched in the app stores like i released like the eu to the uk um the us obviously canada a few places like and we were up for a week 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 and a half and i think somebody on twitter it might have been it was probably yeah, yeah like called hotstock out on twitter 
Um, and she, the next, over the next couple days, I got these app store reviews from users that were very, like people who very clearly were not actually using the system. Huh. Um, huh. And, but they were all from the UK, which is where Hotstock is headquartered. And I had like five downloads in the UK at this point. Like there were the user base in the UK was nothing. Zero. <laughs> so, but people who are running a similar business, it's in it's in their best interest to maybe see what their competitors look like. Mm -hmm. Um but like they were talking about how like one of them explicitly mentioned is like, oh, just use hot stock. <laughs> you clear like you don't you didn't try to use what I actually put out here. And the other thing that I didn't even know, I don't again. I'm talking about them doing research and maybe doing research on their competitors. I maybe should have known this about Hotstock. When you add custom things to Hotstock, you have to keep your phone open to the no. Hotstock app. Not going to happen. Not going to do it. You can't it. use nope. your device. <laughs> like, no. It never even occurred to me to do that because no. That <laughs> like, seems so... Yeah, okay. And it, it's actually wasteful too because if, you if you've got 10,000 people with their devices, um, and they are all all happen to be watching the same thing. You've got ten thousand requests at at whatever frequency they happen to be monitoring with on that app. Like you have that going. Like it's ten thousand requests to notify ten thousand people versus my system that has one request to notify ten thousand people. So it's actually in everybody's best interest to centralize this part of it and. Like my monitors are friendly. Like they're not going every second. Like yeah. I basically release the batch like anywhere from 15 to 45 seconds, depending upon how easy, it, like depending upon how likely that retailer is to like block my requests. Cause I want to flush the queues. Like I want to flush the work queues every time to make sure that it hits zero until the next time it goes up and then it goes back down to zero before, ideally before it gets filled up again. So that's <laughs> the one person had turned on every single category, every category, which means that they're going to see which on is, inventory bot. I made that mistake with the Funko pops. Ooh, I made that mistake right when I downloaded it. I yeah. was like, Oh my Lord. Okay. Which, this is yeah, too much. I gotta everywhere. Well, that was, that was before I fixed the other that was before I fixed the other issue where it was marking mm. things out of stock that weren't actually out of stock. Oh, yeah. Um, which was caused way more notifications than actually needed to be sent. And it has quieted down since then. But yes, mm -hmm. something as large as the Funko category, you're gonna get a lot of notifications. That's actually how I test certain changes. Cause I know that one of them's gonna pop up in the next minute or so. <laughs> so I yeah, that I actually do that for testing, but that's nice. The they turned on all of the notification categories. That was amazing. And then went on to complain about how it was like it was spamming them. And <laughs> what do you expect? Like giving them random link, ra giving them random notifications to generate clicks. Mm. Okay. You know, like oh, it's just spam to generate clicks. That's the. That's the, okay. that's the best thing. That's what out. it is. <laughs> um, you know, the one thing too. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and you know, the one thing that I noticed too, that probably goes into play with how, 
Hotstock has designed their app. But and and I was just looking at it on my phone because I was pulling up the app real quick. And literally, I always get this notification. And I hate it. And it's annoying. And inventory app doesn't require this, but um, or at least I haven't gotten a notification. But it I like to put my iPhone on power save mode on power mode, right where you just save battery and and hot stop apparently in order for it to function properly at its optimal, I need to shut that off. And then it needs to be normal. And so I just got the notification for it just now because reasons it needs that. And I don't know why. I have no idea why. I don't know if it's a. Yeah. So that was that was another one of the reasons that I liked pushover in the beginning was mm -hmm. that it has the because it's general purpose. They were able to get the critical notification uh, entitlement from Apple. So you can turn on critical notifications with that, which if you're like me, I keep my phone basically on mute all the time. <laughs> like, it, it, so you're not gonna get notifications. Yeah. <laughs> um, but critical notifications blast past all that, which was really nice. Um, so, but it's a, it's a capability that I unfortunately had to forego with this because they deemed that it wasn't like, you know, I'm not notifying somebody of a medical event <laughs> and I never will. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Pushover is general purpose. So they can make the argument that somebody could use it in a way where it would require the critical notification capability, even though my usage of pushover was hardly <laughs> at the level of like somebody having a cardiac event. So, right. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate um, that I, like I would like to have had that functionality back. I think there's workarounds like with uh, treating notifications as alarms instead of uh, Oh, that could be something. But yeah. it's like, it's generally frowned upon. Like I, I'm pretty sure that Google frowns upon that now, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, it, I have actually not found myself missing it that much. Personally, like the, the newly added like time sensitive notification stuff that they have has actually, it works pretty well. And maybe that's the difference. Maybe the time-sensitive notifications go past the power save mode stuff. Interesting. Yeah, that could be it. Um, because I'm definitely I've never I've never launched an app on iPhone, so I don't know the ins and the outs of those features. But that that could be it. You know, yeah. I mean, it it could make sense. I just don't. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn off. Uh, battery save mode for hot stock to you know send well, yeah. me a notification well, and you're certainly not going to leave you're certainly not going to leave the app open all day either that too <laughs> that that too that was very impractical whenever so. i released it whenever i released the app somebody hopped into the server and was like are the cust or uh no i added custom trackers i had custom trackers already so yeah so somebody jumped in and was like does the app require you have to keep the app open to do custom trackers and i was like no I, it was a weird question to me yeah and i was like no why they're like oh you have to do that in hot stock i was like really? oh you have to do that i was like i wish i'd have known that because i would have like pounded that into them like i would have destroyed yeah. them in the marketing and i mean and that's why the tagline in the app stores now is cloud-based product monitoring like it, you don't have to do it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about your internet connection getting banned. Like, cause that's yeah. the other thing you have to, you have to manage all that. You have to make sure you're on a VPN connection or you have to make sure that you are on your neighbor's Wi-Fi so they get blocked instead. Like they, 
these those are things that you have to worry about and manage with a solution like that. Mm-hmm. A local solution. Yeah. yeah with, a, with a local solution, you have to worry about it. I have a local solution that also allows itself to be distributed. So, and then it goes to everybody. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's, yeah. It's, it's great. It, it's, it's amazing. I really like that. Um, and yeah, I think like, you know, kind of going back to not developing the buy bot, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it's like, it, it just doesn't seem ethical on, on a lot of aspects of it. And I remember seeing the buy bots at first, like five or six years ago. And I saw it in the sneaker space. Yes. Um, it's very prevalent there. Like, so the sneaker space is very advanced. <laughs> and it's it's weird. I would, it I would call it the bleeding edge of this space that Inventory Bot lives in, because um, they have to. They always have to be like improving and going faster, and finding ways through things, and like that's cat that's the other thing about. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is a cat and mouse game. Like even with for me, it's unavoidable, but the proxy thing is just the the proxy thing is amusing to me too like i didn't want to use like like the pro- like a lot of proxy services are pay by bandwidth and it's like i have like 20 to 30 terabytes of data usage a month it's like no that's not going to happen i'm not going to do that it's not going to mm-hmm. like the economics do not work for the resolution of monitoring that I wanted to have, like that one minute resolution that I told you about for everything. Like it was just not attainable uh, at the scale that I wanted to do it at, at the speed I wanted to do it at. So I had mm-hmm. to find another solution. I have. Yeah. So so then, so then at this point um, with the business, are you really trying to kick it into high gear, like growth mode in high gear? Is that yeah. kind of where you're at? Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much where I am now. Like I, <laughs> I've been not, anonymous <laughs> this is who i am now like, you are now in the public i we am all know you. Um, <laughs> yeah, for better yeah. or worse yeah but, no, I, like i've come to the conclusion like i i know that the number of users that i can support relative to the infrastructure cost increase that goes along with that those are far diverged from each other like even with like the little bit of infrastructure that I have right now, I could easily support 10 times the number of users. Um, Humble brag. Okay. I, I mean, <laughs> we're, I'm, gonna, I'm about to kind of test that, right? So yeah. next month, um, I'm going to do, because people are reticent to drop 10 bucks on it, right? Um, it's going to, I'm going to just do a one week free trial and it's, it's fully functioning and fully capable. Um, you sign up and actually try it for yourself and see if it works for you. And I will have a different kind of test happening to see if I can actually sustain it in the way that I think it can be sustained. And if it falls over, figure out where it fell over and stand it back up again and make it better. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, so that'll be, uh, April. I'm planning on running it in April just to see what the, uh, because there will obviously be an initial bump and then I want to see what the retention on top of that looks like. So yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. And then I'm not really, you had asked about an exit earlier, like what yeah, my, yeah, what my yeah, intentions were. Yeah. Like, 
it has occurred to me, especially with some of the things that I want to do across the e-commerce space in general. Um, there, like I'm working, I have like my second meeting with, I mean, I'm not paying him yet, so he's not my patent lawyer, but maybe he will be. Um, I have something that I think will be, because I had mentioned I want the e I want the e-commerce experience for the consumer to feel the same, but have it be specific enough to let the right people through. Or not the right, that's not even the right way to say it. Like, let the people through who we know are actual interested people. And not just, I want to buy a hundred of these to sell them on StockX. Mm -hmm. um, so I have something in mind for that. I need to see whether or not it fits into the patent space, or if it's not going to be patentable, or if it collides with something else, or what have you. But like, interesting. That's so I'm at the very beginning of that process. Um, so, so you're talking about patenting the technology. This is um, something. It's, it's something tangential to this. Mm -hmm. It's it's related, but nothing really there. There's prior art, like hot stock's been around for like five years or something. Um, mm -hmm. So in that sense, I don't think there's anything I could really do there. Um, and it's the system, there's like a one-year rule where if you've been, if you've had something in practice for a year and you didn't pursue patenting it, then you're, they just basically tell you to F off. Um, so I'm basically, really, at, yeah. So I'm past that one year mark for Good even any of, any of the larger, like infrastructure changes that I've made that maybe themselves as a process, maybe patentable. Um, I'm kind of out of that window now, so it's like, whatever, but this other thing that I'm hoping if everything comes together in the right time period, I should be able to implement it as a fully enclosed solution um, with my own like merchandising store as an example is my hope uh, if the timing coalesces in the right way. Um, that's but, exciting. I mean, that's, that's what I'm working on with that. And then there is a, there is an, if that turns out to work out the way that I'm hoping it will and working to making it happen, um, there is an obvious exit to me with a <laughs> particular uh, e-commerce giant. Huh. I really wants. I, I don't know how much I should even talk about that because it's not a thing, um, and I don't want to create the impression that, to anybody that it is a thing. It's just it seems to fit in my mind, um, but it's not necessarily my goal either. Um, because, like I mentioned, this whole thing, I didn't want to. I was wanted to build a business that could stand in its own right and that wasn't reliant on. Like, like I mentioned, like the commissions and all that stuff. I wanted it to be valuable enough to the people using it that they were willing to pay for it by itself, even if I didn't make any other money from commissions, which is not even commissions are less than half of, uh, well, less than half. Yeah, that number doesn't work. It depends on the month. That's the thing. Like it fluctuates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it seems like you've got a lot going on and it'll be, yeah. <laughs> it'll be really nice to see, you know, what happens and how it, how it grows and what ends up coming to it. And, you know, you don't have to get into any details and regarding, you know, you know, big firm that shall not be named and like what plans you might have in mind. But I mean, I think that's definitely really nice that the opportunity is there. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it is. And I think it would fit. I need to prove that the idea works and that people find it valuable first, like the other referring to the other side of things. Um, 
obviously this is already valuable to people as it stands. So I'm perfectly happy with that. Like, and I'm not even trying to, at this point, I mean, I'm not actively pursuing like a round. Um, I'm still not sure that I want to, like, I don't know. It's just like, are you familiar at all with Enneagram? Um, yes. Yeah. That's the personalities, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you have, have you done yours at all. Yeah, I think I can't remember the description, but I'm pretty sure I'm a three. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm a three. So I'm an eight. Okay. So I'm very like core motivations are like justice and there can be some control side of that. So the idea of like an equity round where I have to give up partial control or what have you, like, it's just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, and I, I also don't know exactly what the leverage would be. Like, I don't know, like, I know what I'd use the money for. It would be mostly marketing at this point, because like I said, I haven't done any at all. Like this is this media round for lack of a better term is pretty much the beginning of any marketing that I've done for any of this thus far outside of just the Twitter accounts themselves, which mm-hmm. are very, I don't even know if you can like call that marketing. It's like, Hey, this Twitter account receives some posts every now and then. And if you happen to read the bio of the Twitter, account, <laughs> it will tell you that the posts of this Twitter account are delayed and that there are apps available on the app stores that aren't delayed. Mm-hmm. And you have right. to put all those things together yourself to tell yourself a story about that. Whereas the marketing is supposed to tell the story. Um, yeah. And that, that's the other thing that's really easy about this. It's an easy story to tell. Um, it, I don't even need a full elevator ride to talk about it. <laughs> like, no, you really don't. Cause it is Help. especially a problem that, I mean, your viewers, I'm sure they've all experienced this at some point. Um, one way or another every mm-hmm. parent has experienced this at christmas like it's it's a frustration that everybody has encountered um and we all have these devices in our hands so why not leverage it in a way that's going to get you some of your attention back that's because i have two kids like i don't have time <laughs> like i can't screw around like refreshing freaking twitter every five minutes or something like that mm-hmm. so yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, you know, I, I definitely appreciate you being on and I really think like, uh, this is a good opportunity for you to tell us about where we can find you on the interwebs so that, you know, marketing, this is the marketing part. <laughs> so you can, my primary Twitter account for this, the one with the most followers is at bot consoles, just because people are mostly interested in consoles. Uh, there's also at bot inventory that covers everything. And then I believe the other Twitter accounts are kind of linked off of those. Um, you can find the apps on the app store, just search inventory bot, uh, app store and play store. Um, the website, don't go to the website. It's not very good. <laughs> you don't need the web app anymore. That's why I built the mobile apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Awesome. So, yeah. I'm, Do you have a Instagram or anything like that, or we don't have? So, yeah. Again, no marketing whatsoever. Um, <laughs> okay. We will probably have um, an Instagram account at some point. Uh, TikTok might be a better fit um, for the type of marketing that we need to do. Um, we don't really have any social share features in the app yet, in terms of like 
even a follow-up to be like, hey, did you get this? It's something that I want to add to be like, hey, did did you win? Like, hit the button and then share it to your social media to be like, hey, I got this and this is how I got it. Like, Mm -hmm. so that's the kind of like organic marketing that we can do using the platform itself to 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 expand the platform's reach through people's networks that again, we're not doing, (laughs) but that I know we probably should. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we don't have Instagram. We don't have TikTok. Um, There's the Discord server, which is linked. uh, I believe there's a pinned tweet. There might be a pinned tweet on on either bot consoles or bot inventory. Awesome. Um, We can probably, I'll give you a link, like a, an invite link for the Discord server if you want to put it in the bio of your or the description of the video. No, absolutely. I want to put links on everything. Yeah. So, so. Uh, what else? I don't know. I mean, it's basically just the app stores at this point. I have to make the marketing website exist. <laughs> but if you go to the if you go to the root domain right now for inventorybot.io, it just says website missing. Okay. So okay. it looks very legit. <laughs> It doesn't look scammy at all. Yeah, no, I know. No. Well, that's the th- like that's people's primary concern, right? Especially with forking over ten bucks. Like, yeah, the system does work. It is fast. Like people and people have been using it for over a year now. So, but I understand people's reticence. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, you know, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, I appreciate you.